love, what's up? Welcome to Confidently Uncomfortable. I'm your host, Jago, health and lifestyle coach and not-so-regal confidence queen, coming at you with the real, the raw, and of course, the uncomfortable. My mission is to show you that to be confident, it has absolutely nothing to do with being perfect or having it all together, and everything to do with you getting uncomfortable and pushing your limits. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. Welcome to today's podcast. If you are like me and kind of nerd out about human behavior, psychology, the mind, the brain, how it all works, then you are going to love this episode with my amazing guest, Ross Johnson. So Ross Johnson really dives into the way that human mind works, the way that we're taught, the way that we've been brought up to believe certain things. And it's been really cool because it has you just thinking a little bit deeper than maybe you would normally. So today's guest is a 27-year-old serial entrepreneur. He decided that teaching coaches and consultants is how he wanted to grow his online business. And he didn't stop there. He did so many amazing things. It was very not typical. He went from being a broke personal trainer, I can relate, to building $2 million businesses in just four years. Y'all, he just turned, he's 27. And Ross is just an amazing person overall. He has an amazing mind. You're going to love listening to him. He's helped hundreds of people grow their online businesses with his mentorship programs. And he has been on so highly esteemed through publications such as Forbes, Inc. and Entrepreneur. Y'all, like his he has helped me so much with my business and I'm really looking forward to you getting to know him more. Um, you're going to get to find out what is most important when you are deciding to make a big shift in your life to find success and what really matters. So I love his outlook on things because he has been broke as a joke and he has been so freaking rich. He just doesn't even know what to do with himself, but he does because he's Ross Johnson and he figures it out and he follows his passion and it's really, really inspiring. And I think it's going to inspire you as well. Thank you for listening and definitely leave a review. Let me know your thoughts and be able to connect with Ross Johnson at Ross Johnson um, or join his course mastery program. Go to coursemastery.com. You can look in the show notes for more on him to get connected. Um, Definitely let him know that you listened to this episode and what you thought and do the same for me and enjoy. So today we have, I already told you all about him. We have Ross Johnson here with me. I am so stoked to have him on this podcast. Um, You guys have no idea what treat you're in for. So I've had him as my own coach through his OCA business. And then he has helped me grow personally. And he's helped so many other entrepreneurs as well. He's going to be talking all about his personal life as well as psychology, just the human mind. And it's going to be huge for your own personal growth today. So I'm really looking forward to having him. Ross, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm, I'm very excited to, to kind of chat about everything. Yeah. So um, a lot of people like I know all about you have cyber stalked you, no big deal, like not, not creepy at all. But I want you to tell some of the listeners today who might not know about you uh, a little bit more about yourself and your background. Yeah, uh, I guess I could just like start with a little bit of my story. You know, like I'm I'm 27. I built two seven-figure companies. Um, I sold one of them, actually OCA. I'm not a part of that anymore. But I have have a new company now, and uh, it's called Scale Media. And basically, I help people develop online courses and create like financial freedom for themselves, but also time freedom. So like you could do coaching and. That's one business model. I've started an agency in the past and now I'm just doing online courses because ultimately I find that's where everything leads and that's really what's created the most freedom for me in my life. So it's really what I'm, um, I'm passionate about teaching people today because it's just the thing that, you know, I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live now without that. I think if I was still doing 
some of the older business models that I've had, you know, they're very like, they're very exciting and very impactful. Like I love coaching, um, but it's just more leverage, right? We're using more technology to teach people uh, and teach more people, create a bigger impact. So um, that's a little bit about what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, I wasn't always in that position. Um, I grew up like my childhood was just like all about money. Like I didn't have any money. <laughs> like my parents were like, we're going to lose the house. I, it's all I thought about uh, like growing up, it led me to do like a, a lot of different things. Like I, you know, would listen to my parents talk about it. I would skip school. Like I didn't go to school cause like they didn't teach me about money and like I didn't have money for school lunch. And like, you know, I sold Italian ice at fairs. Yeah. I was a drug dealer. I yeah. built and sold lawn boards. I dug up clams for a living. I was like a fisherman. I like was an oyster farmer. I like had an auto detailing business out of my parents' garage. Yeah. pops at school. Like I was a personal trainer. I was a photographer. I did Chinese herbalism and medicine courses. I just done like everything you could think of to try to make money. And like, that was from like 12 to like 20. And I was like, man, this shit is not working. Like I was putting in the work guys. Like I was putting in the work (laughs) trying to figure this thing out. I'm like, I got to make money. Like money is the only thing that matters. Like all my problems are money related because my parents are so broke. And Mm -hmm. I grew up in a really rich town where everyone went to college and I couldn't afford college. I couldn't go. And uh, I didn't want to go anyways. I hated school, basically failed out of (laughs) high school, but yeah, it's just like very obvious. All my friends were like, we're rich. Like I got a Range Rover for my birthday. And I'm like, mm. dude, I like literally like am not going to eat today. Like I'm, <laughs> this is like fucked up. So yeah. it was just so like all, only what I thought about. And like, you know, I think a lot of people talk about that scarcity mindset. I mm-hmm. had that hardcore. I got was not okay. And so I just did a lot of stuff that I thought I had to do to get there. And, you know, from like 20 to 24, uh, again, like I got more serious into it. And that was like, when I was 20, I made the shift into like online business. Okay. So before that it was like, it was all these things I was doing in person. Yeah. Um, but I read the four hour work week and I was yes. like, ah, oh. yes. I was like, Ferris is amazing. I love him. Yeah. He's great. I was like, man, like online business is a thing. And like, I can have, like, I could travel anywhere and still have income and like that's so cool and like i had never even like thought about this concept i was like man i can have a business online travel anywhere i want be totally locationally independent and the business can get like infinite in size because like it's not limited by like a location building right so i was like all right this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start online courses or i'm gonna like start like a blog or i'm gonna start a youtube channel or i'm gonna start like a subscription like i tried all things, membership, subscription, courses, coaching, blogs, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like <laughs> everything. I did everything. I did forums. Like I did all the things. I created an online magazine subscription once. That was just a terrible idea. <laughs> and like, I, you know, I did productivity coaching. I was a virtual assistant. Like I did so much stuff and I couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. And I was working, like it got to a point where I just thought, man, I just need to work harder harder and harder. And yeah, it just got to a point where I was like, it's actually impossible. It's physically impossible for me to work harder. Like there is not any more time in the day. And 
yeah, at that point I like kind of had a mental breakdown and ended up hiring like a coach and they were basically like, like two things happened, which is like, I realized that every three months, cause I was following my passion, I, my passion changed. Yeah. And like, I couldn't make momentum on anything because I kept changing what I was working on. That was one problem. And the other problem was I didn't think anything was good enough. So mm-hmm. I never released it. I would build a website. I would build a product. I would start writing like an online magazine and then I would never really release it. I would change ideas, but it felt like I always had momentum because I was always so interested in what I was doing. So it was like the passion you felt was like the momentum, but really it was just like a little spark and it wasn't leading into that long-term business. Yeah. There was, there was no like actual success. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you know, when I hired my first coach, he was like, all right, do a webinar, build a webinar, send it over. I'll check it out. He's like, Oh, looks great. Build an ebook. This looks great. Ross, this looks great. Just get it out there. And I don't know. I know him very personally now Mm -hmm. and I don't even think that he looked at it. He just he was like, needed that permission. <clears throat> I needed the permission. He was like, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a mindset problem. Mm-hmm. And I started releasing that stuff and I started making money. And this is when I you know, was with Rachel like in the beginning. Neither of our businesses that we were doing individually at the time were working. So we partnered on one. And it took us like four months to get our first client. First client we got was $2,000 a month. It was for Instagram growth. That was like, that was like our final straw. We're like, we're just going to do this for 12 months. And we know that other people buy the service. So we know that it works already. And we're just done doing stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> like we're done doing these weird, obscure, creative ideas, following our passion. We're just going to do something that works, something that solves a real problem for people. And yeah, after that four months, uh, we made like a million dollars within the next 12 months. So it was like 16 months. It just blew up because we focused on solving a problem that people had that they paid for and it was an expensive problem. And we focused on becoming like the best in the industry. And like, I really would argue that like we were like, we would grow an Instagram account a hundred thousand followers in a month sometimes. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I mean, that's a huge shift from, from basically you said starting multiple things, having multiple passions and just kind of like always dwindling out. And so I want to come back to kind of something you mentioned growing up is like, that, that money mindset. And cause I can relate to that personally. Like my dad did lose his house and like my family was always living like paycheck to paycheck. And that it's like, it, it's embedded in you from a birth. Basically you're growing yeah. up in an environment. So if someone is still in that mindset of like scarcity and they're always just like worried about when the na- next paycheck is coming in or worried about like investing it, like pouring money into their health and all of those things, like what do you feel like your personal? So let's start with just you and then let's go into advice. So personally, like what was the shift that you had to have to help you get out of that money mindset you had been just grown up around? Yeah. It's super interesting question. I wish I, I wish I had a better answer. Like I wish I had a more spiritual answer for this, but <laughs> my actual experience was I made a million dollars and the way that I got there was by working harder and harder and harder until all of my hobbies and friends and things that I identified with were no longer a part of my life. It was like, I made a million dollars. And when I did it, I woke up one day with all this time and money. I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't have any friends. I didn't live in the same place. I didn't listen to the same music. Everything I identified with, with who Ross Johnson was, 
wasn't there. And I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, who the fuck am I? Mm. And what do I want to do with my time? I was like, I don't know. Should I like go ride a bike? Should I just like see if I, <laughs> should, should I see if I like it? Like, I don't even know what I like doing anymore. All I yeah. do is work. And it's kind of a fucked up place to be. I actually got a therapist, but yeah, I think a lot of people, they get to a place where they start having time and it's like almost like they never thought they were going to get there or something. Yeah. And you have an identity crisis because it's like once you make enough money and you have enough time in space where like there is no pressure, you start like wondering what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're like, what do I really want to do now that I have all this freedom? And it's like, honestly, like a daunting question. It's like a yeah. really like big thing. So for me, like I just did, you know, I just worked really hard until money wasn't an issue anymore. And then like, I kind of became, you know, all philosophical about what that meant because I was so zoomed out, like it wasn't a problem. So I can look at it differently. And that's when I solved a lot of that stuff. I think if you're in scarcity, if you don't have money and life's really tough right now, like, I don't know if there's any other thing that I could tell you other than like, develop a skill that's valuable, get really good at it, educate yourself. And like work really hard. I know that sounds super simple, but like you got to, you got to put your, you got to invest your time into something that's going to pay off big if you make it. So for me, like online courses on my business, you know, was like a thing that like, I don't know. It was like, maybe I can make this thing work. But if I do, the result is I'm going to have total location freedom I can potentially be a millionaire. I'll probably never have to worry about money again. I can help tons of people. Like I was like, that's worth investing my time in. Now, if I invested all my time into just having a local gym, there's like a ceiling on that. You know, maybe I would make a hundred grand a year and I'd be spending the same amount of time. I'd be spending all my time forever, you know? And it's like, well, which one's more worth it? Which one? So it's very important. Like, where do you want to put your focus? Where do you want to put your time? make sure it's worth it, invest your time, work really hard and like just try to make it happen, you know? Yeah. So then my question with that, um, seriously, is then do you believe that like that struggle almost is what made you succeed, like pushed you to succeed? Like, cause you're telling me like, we'll just make money. So then that piece of the puzzle was like the mindset and the, like the lack of money. Do you feel like that's what helped drive you? Probably, yeah, in a really fucked up way. No, it was me like, too. <laughs> it was kind of like a negative thing, right? Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I really like put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, my dad used to tell me, he's like, money is like oxygen, Ross. You know, when you have it, you don't think about it. When you don't have it, it's the only thing you can think about. God, and I think that's so true. Like when you don't have money, it's the only thing you can think about. And how can you create the life you want to live if you're only thinking about that? It's like you have to get it and alleviate that mindset and then like actually think about the life you want to create because it gives you space to do that. And I I know like for me, this is true. Like I would have never found out what I actually wanted to do with my life until I made money. I just didn't have the space to do it. I just didn't have like the, the freedom to actually to do that. I know a lot of people probably think differently, but like, 
I just like, I could, I couldn't do it. You know, I didn't have money. I didn't have time. I didn't have anything. I didn't have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a, sometimes that's some things that I think coaches that are bigger can even forget about because there's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like there's the physiological things that you need, like food and like that money provides, right. Food, shelter, all of that. And then it goes into like self-actualization up at the top. So what you're saying, I love that you're talking about this. You know, you know, I wrote a book on this. I got a short book. I did. Okay. Tell me the name I'll put in because I got to read it. No, no, it's in my course. It's like 40 pages. It's like 40 pages long. I talk about course mastery. Yeah. I talk all about social status and hierarchy and like how people place other people as important, more or less important than them. And Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how like (laughs) it's actually the biggest problem with the coaching industry is what you're talking about. Yeah. People are at, they think they're at self-actualization and they're trying to help other people self-actualize, but they haven't mastered esteem or they haven't mastered security yet. And the thing is when you try to skip levels, you kind of look like an idiot because like you basically are like, I'm self-actualizing. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to get super rich. And then you have like a mental breakdown because you're so insecure. You can't even put yourself out there online because you haven't mastered the esteem level, which comes before self-actualization. It's like you have to move up the hierarchy in order and people don't do that. They think they can skip steps. Self-actualizing is hard as fuck. I'll say that. Like you will literally like you will have mental breakdowns at that stage. Yeah. And like, I think who am I? <laughs> <laughs> and people think that they've gotten there and they haven't even gotten there. Like they haven't even scratched the surface. So no, I they're not like security. Like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. Where do you feel like most people get stuck in? Um, I would definitely, I mean, obviously the first one, I mean, a lot of people have money issues, but do you feel like it's the security that people are getting in? Well, the physiological needs, I think like most people, well, it's interesting conversation. You know, I think most people have food, water, and shelter. Yeah. And so it's like, well, why are you doing anything else with your time? Mm. It's always for status. Um, Everything everyone does is for status. Why do you want to look good? Well, I want other people to look at me. Why? Because then I get attention. Why? Because then I'm important. Why? Because that gives me status. It's like all status. I love that you said that because I think it's growing even more towards that because something I noticed just, I mean obviously I have my own brand. So I'm constantly branding myself with everything that I do, but so is everyone. Like you go travel now and everyone is branding themselves, whether they do or don't have a business. So it's just crazy that that's, I think status is maybe what drives us more than anything. Would you say that as a society? Oh yeah. It's the primary thing. Now what's even more interesting about it is I said a person's self image, a person's self image has three parts. Mm -hmm. There's three ways you see yourself, your past self, your current self, and your future self. Your current, your past self is usually something you look at with high regard. Like you don't, you don't, you like respect your old self. Your current self is something you're trying to get away from because you have other goals and your future self is your ideal self. Your ideal self is what you're trying to move towards and your current self is what you're trying to move away from. So you've gotten to the point through all of that, like you've gotten to the point of like, I would say, I mean, not having to deal with that bottom tier at all. You've worked past the ego. Like I know you don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. And I love that. And so if someone gets to that point, like, where are you at now? Like what, if you got to the point where money's not an issue for you, like, then what drives you? Like you said that you had a point in your life where you were like, 
basically a breakdown because you're like, who am I? So uh, tell me a little bit more about that experience. If you don't mind go into it wherever. And then what drives you now? Yeah. It's like a multi-level thing. I think one of the things that drives me. So like before I was motivated for myself. Um, now I'm like, I'm uh, motivated to impact other people and I can actually comfortably say that. And I will say, I used to feel really bad about this when I was starting my first businesses because I actually didn't really care about helping other people. I think that actually was one of the things that uh, didn't allow me to make money. Mm-hmm. And other people that I was around were like, I just care so much about helping other people. I just want to give to them. And there's two sides to this coin. Giving, you know, if you don't have anything and you're trying to give, you just shouldn't because you can't give something you don't have. Yeah. You know, if I only have 30 bucks and I give you my 30 bucks today and now I don't, and now I can't eat, but you can, that's not giving. That's like fucked up. You don't give that way. You take care of yourself so that you can give to other people. You gotta, you gotta give from a cup that's overflowing. You know what I mean? You gotta fill up your own cup Mm -hmm. first. And yeah, so I, at first I didn't. And once I got really comfortable, I didn't really want to do anything. I had like made like a million dollars and I was like, man, I don't really have to work for like a year. And like, I just don't really want to do anything. I'm just trying to watch TV. And I just got kind of depressed in that space. And I was like, man, I need to find more motivation because my only motivation was getting out of scarcity. And then once I was out of scarcity, there was like no motivation. So it was actually, it became down to helping other people was one of them. And then also I think that I'm just like in love with the game. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the game of business. I, it doesn't matter what business I have. I can run any business and I would love it. I love building things. I love experimenting. I love experimenting. I love like changing myself and like seeing the reaction. I think it's like fun. Like this whole thing is a game to me. Yeah. Like life is like a game. Like fuck, like we could be in a fucking video game right now. Life is weird. Like, you know, this is like waking up on earth one day and no one knowing why we're here. There's nothing weirder than that. You could tell me we're living in a video game right now. And I'd be like, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. That makes more sense than what's going on. Yeah. Like, you know, so I look at it that way and I don't take it too seriously. And I like to, to play the game. I think it's a video game. I think it's fun. You know, if, if you were playing a video game, you know, and it was like life, like, was like the Sims or whatever. Like, what would you do? Who would you become? Like, what profession would you start? Like, how would you dress? Like, you know, too many people care about like what other people think. And it's like, I'm more interested in studying what people think in reaction to things that I do. I think it's funny. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Psychology is crazy. Interesting. It's, it's insane. So with like people's psychology and like where they're at, do you ever feel like not them not knowing like what their, what their goals are for the future, their passion for the future, not having like a bigger vision is a piece that's keeping them stuck in that like money mindset. Like, what do you feel like is the biggest thing keeping people stuck in their current reality? All right. I'm going to tell you something advanced. <laughs> all right. I'm grabbing my dictionary. <laughs> um, all right. So I could say something simple like that, which is what I think someone would normally say on a podcast. But it's 4 a.m. for you. So let's not. No, but that. I'll tell you, like, I study, I'm like, I'm like a huge nerd. I think like I'm way more of a nerd than people think I am. Like I study cults. I study world leaders, like good world leaders, evil world leaders, study mm-hmm. all of them. Why? How did they do the things they did? Why did they do the things they do? How do you start a cult? 
how did these people manipulate all these people to kill themselves? Like, how do you get a person to kill themselves? Like, yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Like, I would like to see someone try to get me to do that. But you know what's fucked up? I bet these cult leaders could do it. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I study copywriting. I study psychology. I study psychological triggers. I study, like, communication. I study language. I study culture. I study all these things, like... Why are people the way they are? Why are they behaving the way that they do? And I actually question whether or not people even have free will anymore. Yeah. Like after looking at all this stuff, it's people listening to this aren't probably going to understand this. But if you want to go look up co- uh, cognitive bias, yeah, go look up what that means and study it for a week and it will scare the shit out of you. It'll take away your thoughts on free will. It will scare your (laughs) away. There's like 120 cognitive biases and they're basically hardwired rules that you cannot change. They're not possible to change. That's why people can be persuaded. And the only thing you can do is change like your beliefs. But it's like those cognitive biases, like those are the things that people get fucked up on. It's like... Like an, I'll give someone an example so they can understand. Like one of them is called confirmation bias. It's probably the easiest one to understand. And basically what it is, is like, it's like imagine a woman and a man having an argument and the man says this five minute speech back to her and she goes, so you do hate my mom. <laughs> Just pulls out that one sentence and he goes, what? That's not what I was saying. Do you even like hear any of the other things I said? And she's like, I'm take, I'm out of here. Because all she did was confirmation biases. You have a belief and then you conf- are only looking for information that confirms that belief in reality. Yeah. And you will disqualify everything else. And like I said earlier, you do not have control over this. It's against your will. It's hardwired into your brain. It's like this for me. It's like that for you. It's like that for everyone. You literally cannot change it. Yeah. And so it makes it very challenging to see reality. Yeah. It's almost getting worse though, because with confirmation bias, I'm, I'm a nerd too. So I'm just going to go roll with this. Cool. So with confirmation bias, like the world we're living in now is only furthering that confirmation bias. Cause if we are literally just looking for what we believe in, that's all we're going to get. Cause it's in our totally. search bar. It's in our freaking history. Like it's Google crazy. is yeah. the definition of confirmation bias. Absolutely. Healthy vegan meals. You're yeah. only going to find healthy vegan meals, even though we don't even know if vegan is healthy. You could literally search in "is vegan unhealthy" and you're going to get tons of articles saying why it is. Confirming so anything what you're you typing want, in, yeah. Anything you want will be confirmed, and so so you're crazy. trapped. Yeah. You're trapped in what your own belief is, and that's why I think it's so important to have a coach. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a therapist or a coach reflecting to you, like maybe it's not that way, yeah. you're like, oh, like it's very challenging to change your belief system alone because you literally don't even know what you believe. You're like trapped in a cycle of like invisible rules in your brain that don't even allow you to see reality. Like they are the lenses you see reality through and they're so fucking foggy. Yeah. You can't see shit. And you, the thing is like, there's other ones, like there's the Dunning Kruger effect, which Mm. means like you underestimate what you don't know and you overestimate what you do know. Yeah. And so you think, you know, way more than you do all the time. It's everyone. And like, no one's immune to this. And so if you think, you know, more than what, if you think you know more than you do all the time and you believe things and you're always looking to confirm those beliefs, like just those two out of there's 120 of them. Mm-hmm. Imagine like how trapped you would be if what you believed was incorrect. Yeah. 
Yeah. You'd be, <clears throat> I mean, we are trapped. It's, it's crazy. So, Oh, with, I'm, I'm like, we're like totally, I re- I really delusional. Have, I know. We're like totally delusional humans. It's like it's actually crazy. insane. It's crazy. I mean, we're, we really are. People don't know why they're doing the things they're doing. I'm like, you're doing everything for status yeah. and you're running in loops, confirming your own reality about things and literally telling yourself stories all day long to get yourself to believe the things that you believe. Let's see. You're I basically that, persuading yourself all day yeah, long. It's like, I feel like that happens all like with everyone, like even in the business side of things, like they're doing, they're checking all the boxes. Like, okay, like I'm going to go to college, get a job, like the, the typical timeline that you see everyone do, like go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, like get a house and like that order. And then their existential crisis is like, okay, I got all those box checks. Like now what, you know? Right. Yeah. No, life is just so wild. Yeah. I just question everything. <laughs> like I'm like so removed from like regular ordinary life. It's like, I don't even know. I just like study humans now. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, that's so interesting that you said that to me. Yeah. And I'm like, are you paying attention to me? And I'm like, oh, that was interesting. Like more than you know. <laughs> I'm like, why did you, what do you mean by that? Can you define that? And they're like, well, actually I can't. And I'm you like, literally said that's that with so me. interesting. I'm like, that's so interesting. <laughs> that you can't define what you just asked me. That's like, you know, it's just like, it's bizarre. People are so bizarre. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm glad you have that passion. Cause I think it's awesome. Cause I think it's super powerful. So a lot of people do feel stuck though. Like they can't even begin to pursue those passions. What like, I kind of want to know, like if there, if someone is sitting here like, okay, like I know that I need to make a life change and I just like, don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. Like, what would you, what would you say to them right now? Just say it, it can be blunt. It can be simple. I don't care. Just what yeah. would you say? define what you actually want because people don't actually know what they want a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. It's like this, um, you know, it's so, it's so weird. Like people have needs, you know, there's only a certain amount of needs. People need security. They need love and connection. They want to feel significant. They want to feel certain, you know, you're a lot of times people try to meet those needs through different activities. And then when they're pursuing that activity, they actually get that need met by something else. Mm-hmm. And then they're like not passionate about that activity anymore. So like make sure whatever it is you're pursuing is something you really actually want and get really clear about it. Make a vision board or something, go super hard on it. And like, there's people who've done it before you. So go pay them for help. Speaking of coaches, I am so excited. Today is the day. Doors are open right now. Body Confident Blueprint, my coaching program. And let me tell you, I am so excited. I've been pouring my heart and soul into updating this program and its content over the last few months. And the fact that I'm able to tell you right now that we are open again, I'm about to shed tears of happiness. Like I'm so freaking happy. So make sure you go check it out. The link is in the bio. You can learn all about my program and see how it can change your life. And if you think that, you know, that's scary to pay some for, someone for help, think about how scary it is to lose the only resource you have, time, trying to waste it and figure it out when you could spend money, something you can make anytime you want. It's like money's the most powerful resource on earth because money buys time. You know, me and you both, both might live to be 80 years old. But if I'm rich, I can pay other people to do all the shit that I don't want to do. And I actually live a longer life within those 80 years than another person would. Because mm-hmm. I'm only doing things I want to do. 
And so money should be like something that people really focus on because if they, if they, it's funny, it's like people are like money isn't everything Ross. And I'm like, mm, well, if you don't think money is, is, isn't everything, then you also think time isn't everything mm-hmm. because money buys time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to live for a long time? And they're like, yeah. And that's what you should say. Money isn't everything. And I'm like, well, do you want to live for a long time? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, then money's everything. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that allows you to get more out of your life for your time. Yeah. So I think figure out what you want to do, like ruthlessly pursue it and invest and help so that you can get there faster. People know what to do. Absolutely. There are people out there and you may fail and they may let you down, but don't stop hiring people. Yeah. Because it just takes one person. That's true. No, I, I definitely believe in that. And I, I love the shift you said with money and time. Cause I think that was a big um, realization for me was like money is energy. Money is time. Like money is not this, this we create, we personified money, like with our experience growing up. And so we personified it, whether it was evil or good or whatever. And so really it's none of those things. It just brings you time. It brings you energy. You're able to pour energy into other people. And so um, I love that you said that. So thanks for, for sharing that. Yeah. Money's not even real. It's just an <laughs> idea. Yeah. It's like your belief in it is the only thing that provides value to it. Yeah. So it's like actually it. crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I'm glad we could dive into all this. It's freaking awesome. Like I, I yeah, honestly, too. like where we went with everything is great. I do want to like, geek out. I'm like, I'm already geeking out. I'm ready to like go through a freaking deep rabbit hole of YouTube and, and Reddit. So let's go for it. But I do want to kind of end with some like fun rapid fire questions cool. um, just to kind of get you because <laughs> you're in a state of like, y'all, he's been doing how many hours have you been doing podcasting now? What are we at? Like six, 16 or something like that. This is like 16 hour 16. He's going for about 24 hour freaking marathon, which is insane, but I love it, Ross. So <laughs> we'll, we'll know what kind of answers we're going to get. So they're just quick, just whatever comes to your head, just say it. Um, so are cool. you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what is your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, good one. That's it means <laughs> so many things. It's just can describe so much. All right. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. Thank God. Okay. You are in California. Good. Um, favorite dessert. You were in Italy, weren't you? My favorite dessert. I love tiramisu. Okay. All right. Um, this is a weird one. Favorite sound. Maybe like, uh, birds chirping in the morning, like in the summertime. Nice. Love it. And then the last one is what is one thing you're working towards? That's going to be a little uncomfortable for you. The podcast is confidently uncomfortable. So I want to know like something in the future, future Ross, what are you working towards? It's like, like it's a stretch for you. I know, I know for you, it's not uncomfortable, but it's really stretching you. That's a really good question. Thank you. It's a really good question because I feel like I'm really not uncomfortable with anything anymore. Um, man, there's gotta be something. I, yeah, that's a good question. What it doesn't even have to be business. Think, think outside. Cause I feel like you're like so passionate about so many things. So, well, take- you know, it's funny because like I spent last year getting over all the things that I was uncomfortable with. I was uncomfortable with dancing. So I learned how to dance. I was uncomfortable with flying and traveling. So I like traveled around the world for a while, uh, got over that. Um, I think maybe just like doing more physical adventure things. Yeah. I think if I have any insecurity, it's around like dying, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like scuba diving or jumping out of a plane or something. 
Yes. I'm jumping on a plane this year with my brother for his 30th birthday. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't do it in Dubai. I should have, but like, it's just, I don't know. I have this thing about losing control physically. Yeah. You know, every fear I've ever had is around that. I don't know why. It's like dancing, like losing control on the dance floor, losing control on a plane. Like I'm not flying the plane, like jumping out of a plane, being on a roller coaster, like all those things are super uncomfortable to me. Um, so probably just moving more into that. I love that. I think that's awesome. I think that, like you said, you've gotten to where last year you did all these things that were super uncomfortable for you. And now you're at a point where like, well, what's next, but do you feel like there's always going to be something that, that you can be pushing yourself with? I don't know. You know, I actually yeah. like almost don't feel uncomfortable doing anything. Yeah. All right. Then really I guess weird. you're jumping like, out of the plane like, this if year. If you're like, dude, you got to go speak on stage in front of 30,000 people. I'd be like, let's do it. Let's do you it. You know, like, I don't know. You I'm going to start there's... just sending you random dares to do and you're just going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> you ever see that movie Nerve? Yeah. <laughs> it could be like that. That'd be um, great. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, not a lot of stuff makes you uncomfortable anymore. I think I've just been super uncomfortable my whole life. Yeah, it almost just you kept growing because of that, though. Yeah, I'm like, so it's like I'm almost comfortable being uncomfortable. So I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's the name of my podcast, Confidently Uncomfortable. That's crazy. Full circle. (laughs) Yeah, full circle right there. It's so true, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm, I think that it's been, I mean, your life is definitely a testament to that. You've made so many amazing shifts. Like you're never like, I've just never seen you give up with anything. Like you're just like, all right, let's go to the next thing. Let's try this. Let's do that. Like someone's is like, okay, go do a 24 hour podcast marathon. You're like, all right, let's do it. So again, I'm going to start throwing stuff at you and like, you're just going to do it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Like, cool. If you got great ideas, I'm down. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to be entertaining on social media. This is a oh, social yeah. media I mean, it's just an right ego now. thing anyways. So let's do yeah. it. basically i'm like i gotta be entertaining on here i gotta keep it interesting no that's interesting as shit i love it so thank you so much i'm so thankful to be able to have you on the show today i appreciate everything you talked about and it's just been such a pleasure having you today ross thank you yeah i appreciate you having me on thanks so much if anyone wants to find out more about me they can follow me on instagram at ross johnson I'll have it all in the show notes, his course, course mastery, his, his stuff. You definitely need to follow him on social media. He's entertaining and freaking just genius. I mean, you heard from the podcast, so go follow him and I will see you guys next time. Bye Ross. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to Confidently Uncomfortable. I love being able to connect with you here and honestly don't want it to end. So head over to my Facebook group, Body Confident Blueprint, and be sure to follow me on Insta at JagoFitLife. Also, if you're ready to get real confidently uncomfortable, go leave this podcast a five-star review and email me the review screenshot support at jagofit360.com for a chance to win a free 30-minute fitness audit and goal-setting session. I appreciate your support. See you next time.